Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The Chicago Bulls finally made their move, signing Patrick Beverly. We're going to talk about what that really is going to look like as far as fit on the team, who could be cut. Plus, we're going to take an extended look at Patrick Williams and how his game has grown in his third year. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. We're still in the middle of All-Star break. Um, And so the Chicago Bulls did finally make their move, though. They signed Patrick Beverly after Russell Westbrook decides to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers. A few hours later, the Bulls, uh, well, it's announced that the Bulls are expected to sign Patrick Beverly. Now, we know what Patrick Beverly brings, right? He brings that dog mentality. He brings some leadership. Um, He also is going to be a vocal person on the team. That is what he's done his whole career. And even times in, on the Los Angeles Lakers last season, if you watch the games, that during the games, he would tell, hey, he would run the offense and tell LeBron James, hey, I need you over here. So you, you bring a player in that does have some of that leadership. As we've always said, and as I've always said here on Chicago Bulls Central, it's always kind of hard for a player to come in with 20 or so games left and really be like a, a true leader. But I do think his voc- voc- uh, vocality, vocality, is that a word? <laughs> um that I do think it's going to help this team immensely. And, and you know, we'll see, you know, him being from the city of Chicago, the team uh, aggressively pursuing him, as it was reported. I, I do think he's going to come in and, and have some ways to help. And, and this quote kind of brings it all home. I figured I could make the playoff push with the Bulls. Pump them up a little bit. I'm excited, man. I get to rep my city on my chest. Sweet home, Chicago. And that's what Patrick Beverly said over on his podcast after the signing. So, you know, it, he, he will come in and help. Now, as far as like realistic expectations, though, on the basketball court, let's be clear. Patrick Beverly, as I said in my emergency video yesterday, you know, I was kind of jokingly when I said it, he's not a shooter. He's not going to shoot out. He can hit some open shots. And as we know with this team, just by the way that the, the ball moves around freely when we are doing that type of thing, there are going to be some corner uh, three opportunities there for him. 
I do think he is going to be a player that is going to get everybody involved, especially on that bench unit. And I and he he will be mainly playing with that bench unit. I think there are going to be minutes to go around with him being out there with the starters, but there are going to be those type of opportunities for Patrick Williams on on this team. But I, I just want to bring it all realistic. And I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to be saying, and I've already seen in the comments, well, Patrick Beverly's never missed the playoffs. It's for sure with the Chicago Bulls right now. Let's be clear here. We add a, a, a marginal player that is his impact. Hopefully is going to be more what he brings off the court in leadership, things like that. than really what he's going to be able to change for the Chicago Bulls on the court. Now I do think he can make a bit of an impact there. Veterans can do that. And that is the benefit of bringing in veterans is that theoretically they come in they're able to adapt to the system pretty quickly they understand their role and they're able to fit in that role pretty seamlessly no matter when they're joining that team so that's the the thought process and idea of bringing in Patrick Beverly but realistically right I don't know how many wins this adds for the Chicago Bulls I don't know that um but I do think that in a season where we've been talking about the body language of the Chicago Bulls, when we've been talking about how a lot of the Bulls players seem dejected and kind of, you know, almost ready for the season to be over with themselves, I do think Patrick Beverly is going to come in with that energy and kind of lift everyone up to a degree. Now, there is its own set of problems just for the fact that you're looking for, for that from a from the buyout market in the middle of your season, especially coming into training camp. You had a head coach that was saying we need to use training camp to build our identity and the Bulls have not built that identity. So that is a long term issue with this. Right. And the Bulls have to find their identity. They have to find their style of play. They have to find their leadership. But at least to finish out this season, they at least do some things to try to fix a lot of those areas in their game. Now, what we're going to have to do uh, again is, is hope that Billy Donovan coaches this team and, 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 you know, hope that he, you know, varies that scheme up, changes it a little bit. I talked about yesterday um, how, like, hopefully the Bulls are using this extended break in the All-Star break to really take a look at some things and to regroup both mentally and with their play on the court. Now, you bring in a player that is going to absolutely be vocal. Now, is that is is him being vocal going to be tuned out by the younger players? Or is it going to be accepted and embraced? That's going to be the, the, the telling part of how successful this is for the Chicago Bulls in the off-the-court part of it, right? Is Zach Levine going to tune him out? It, we, we, I have no doubts that Patrick Beverly is going to talk to Zach Levine, that he's going to get in his face at times, that he's going to be like, hey, do you know how talented you are? Do you know if I had that talent, how I would play? I, I, I fully believe that. He's going to push those players in practice. Best believe in Patrick Beverly's first practice with the Chicago Bulls, they're going to find out how vocal he is uh, with that. And so really it comes down to it. Do these younger players embrace that, right? You have now DeMar DeRozan, who is a mentor, but not that vocal rah-rah leader. You have Patrick Beverly who comes in with that vocal vocality. Uh, again, I'm just trying to make that word a thing. If it's not a word, I'm absolutely trying to make it a thing. But um, so we have those aspects. And um, I do think when you already you have Gorn, who off the bench has been some things and uh, especially a bench now, if Javante Green comes back this season, which is another huge concern for this team, is the fact that Javante Green was given that four to six week time period. We're now sitting at almost 10 weeks and haven't heard anything about a return for Javante Green, which goes back to this front office not being transparent. And almost, it's almost like a smokescreen. This front office smokescreens us so oftenly that like the four to six week period, Goes by, we don't get that. We Lonzo News is expected to be shut down officially for the season. We still haven't heard nothing on that. That's just another life 
another day in the life of a Bulls fan, I should say. But, um, you know, if we get to that part of that team coming back together, as far as uh, Javante Green, Derrick Jones Jr., now you add Patrick Beverly to that. We also have Andre Drummond. That's a tough bench rotation that is going to be physical, that's going to execute on the defensive side of the ball, that is going to do things that we need to, to see done. So I like, I like the, the concept of what that brings to the Chicago Bulls. Again, it just isn't going to come together in practice. And I think, and I don't want us to get caught up in the fact that the Bulls finally did something and lose the sense of, all right, how much is this really going to impact the Bulls on the court? And, and you know, it remains to be seen. I could completely be off on that. Patrick Beverly has shown at times and had stretches in this season where he, I mean, in his career where he's gone on double-digit scoring runs, right? So there's something to be said that that could be a possibility uh, for the Chicago Bulls. But, you know, really coming in and what he is and what we already look like off the bench and what what his role is expected to be, we'll see what that ends up turning out to for the Bulls. But, you know, I don't expect him to be a starter, even though some people misquote that. Shout out to Common Sense, who didn't respond in the comments when I had called him out, but that's fine. Uh, But, you know, with that being said, like, We'll see what this Patrick Beverly thing ends up really doing in reality for the Chicago Bulls. I do think that it can help. And I do think that, like I said, for a team that's body language has just been off for as long as it's been off, I think that this is going to be a signing that definitely helps the Chicago Bulls in that area and kind of picks the energy back up for this uh, push for a play-in spot and maybe even a playoff spot, depending on how much the Bulls can win over the last 23 games of this season. So let me know what you guys' expectations realistically and what do you think, how do you think Patrick Beverly is really going to make the biggest impact for this team? I think most of you guys are going to pick he's going to be a verbal uh, kind of leader and, and really does check players and things like that, which we absolutely need on this team. Sad to say that we need that at this point in the season, but we absolutely do need that on this team. All right, let's move into the topic that I actually had planned as the main topic for today before the Patrick Beverly news. And that is Patrick Williams. And what has Patrick Williams' growth really been? If you've been watching me long enough, I've talked about how I, I do not feel that Billy Donovan has done a good job at developing these young players with a plan in place on how to build and things that they want to work on on their game. I don't think he's used players to the best of their ability. And one of the players that I think would be the best to start off with that is Patrick Williams. And so let's, let's just go to Patrick Williams' usage, right? Because one of the things that I have said and I came into this season is saying, is that when Patrick Williams has double-digit shot attempts, at least leading into the season, he's been a damn good player, engaged player on both sides of the ball. He's at, at that point coming into the season. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. I think he was averaging like 17 points per game on games where he had double-digit shot attempts. That's since come down a little bit. But Patrick Ray has a usage of Patrick Ray. Patrick Williams has a usage rate of 15% for this season, which is much in line with how he's been in his first and second years in the league. Now, what he's doing that in terms of aggression, one of the things I point out, hell, I named him, nicknamed him Passive P. Um, but one of the things that we talk about is his lack of aggression, right? And I think in aggression, you can look at it two different ways. You can look at aggression as far as in terms of how many shots does he take and does he pass up? Does he aggressively go after rebounds and putbacks? Does he use his physical body? But for this point, we're going to talk about how he's now maximizing his usage rate by taking more shots and actually hitting those shots at a much higher clip. So again, 15% usage rate is typical of what he's been given since he's come to the Chicago Bulls, right? It's not that much of a difference with that. Now, what he's doing in now in, in his eyes is that I mean, in, in the eyes of Bulls fans is that in, he's taken the leap in terms of a three-point value. During his rookie year, he had a 26% three-point attempt rate. In his, in his second year, which again was short in 17 games, he had, he had a 28% rate as far as three points attempt. Now, it co has come all together now in this, in this season, 59 games played so far this season, he's up to a 41% three-point attempt rate, right? And he's actually hitting those at a 40% clip, which is great. As a matter of fact, in contested three-pointers, he's shooting 37.5%. And then on open shots, he's actually shooting 42.7%, both which would put him towards the top of the league of those percentages. He grades out as the 78th percentile in catch and shoots in all of basketball. Now, 78th percentile may not seem like super high. And again, these are basketball nerd numbers, but it... it there is enough around the enough statistics around Patrick Williams to show if you shoot more, he's he's hitting those at a higher at a at a pretty good clip, and he is growing his game as far as his comfortability shooting more. Now, keep in mind his usage rate; he's always going to have a lower usage rate than what you expect from normal fourth overall picks, especially when you're playing behind Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Nikola Vucevic, who all come before him in the pecking order. And if Lonzo was here, he would also come before him in the pecking order. But we're seeing Patrick Williams grow his game in those areas. And also, let's talk about the isolation part of it. In, in isolation, Patrick Williams is, is, is starting to become that player that is learning to take players off the dribble. In isolation, Patrick Williams is hitting his shots at an almost 78 percentile, right? So again, keeps in line with his three-point shooting. Patrick Williams can score the ball. His ability as a scorer is there. We have not seen it use, utilized very much, but it's there. Now, let's get to the thing that Patrick Williams hung his hat on in his defense. Patrick Williams grades out in the 89th percentile, only allowing uh, less than 0 0.7 points per isolation possession, meaning that when a player isolates on Patrick Williams, they ain't scoring more times than that. Let me put that in layman's terms for my non-basketball nerds. When, when somebody tries to isolate and goes one-on-one -on -one against Patrick Williams, statistically, they are not scoring a lot. He's held up his ground as, as, as a, a defender in both point of attack uh, defender and in pick and roll defender. Now, the, what does all those things mean, right? To bring that all, all home. Well, also, let's, let's also get into the other things he does. His block percentage, 2.6%, which puts him again in the 80th percentile. His steal rate, 1.3%. What does that put him? That puts him in the 80th percentile. His foul percentage, 2.6, that actually puts him in the 75th percentile, but that's not a good thing. We want to see that come down a little bit. 
and deflections per 36 minutes, 2.1. That would again put him in the 90th percentile. What does all this mean? I've kind of framed all this to bring it all home to, to, to ask this question. Should the front office still be betting on the potential of Patrick Williams? And there's enough science to say that, that if Patrick Williams had higher volume, more things went through him, and he was on a team that wasn't fighting for a playoff spot, right? Wasn't a team that was built to try to compete now. Patrick Williams with more opportunities would be a much better player than where he is right now. Now, again, statistics only mean so much. You have to see it on the court. And I do think that even with all this said, we cannot throw Patrick Williams much bell in the shots that he passes up. If you watch this team every single night, you know that Patrick Williams still passes up at least two to three shots a night that we should take. He passes up times where he can drive to the lane at least two to three times a game. So in growing the, the confidence of Patrick Williams, in that confidence growing in his own game, we have a chance that we still could see that fourth overall pick that we want to see. But Patrick Williams, as we've been saying here, has to still believe in himself. But at least the numbers are there in a season where, me personally, I have been down on Patrick Williams. You guys know, I labeled him passive P. I've said AK and Eversley aren't moving off Patrick Williams anytime soon. But when you look at the raw statistics of it, there is enough to be, to be shown there that, hey, Pat still has tons of potential. And if the roster construction was a little bit different, if this roster construction was in a way that allowed him to be a bigger part and more engaged in the off, well, again, it's on him to be more engaged. But if more things were ran through him, and Shay asked on a couple of voicemails ago, I think it was the episode on Saturday, you know, should Patrick Williams be running more of the offense? And to say that, let's look at, let's look at Patrick Williams before we go. I want to look at his pick and roll number. So we're going to look at Patrick Williams' numbers as the ball handler. And so those numbers right now, uh, right now he gets, uh, let's take a zoom in on this a little bit. All right. In pick and roll situations on inbound passes, right? He's, he is the ball handler on those 10% of the time. And in, the, the, in that 10% of the time, he ranks in the 66th percentile, which means it's pretty damn good. Not great, but it's pretty damn good. All right, let's look at the pick and roll ball handler just in normal uh, basketball games. In the high pick and roll, he has a 60.9% a 60 uh, percent chance of, of us getting a score when he's the ball handler on high pick and rolls. Let's look on, on pick and rolls from the right side of the court. On those, 30%, so not as strong then, right? The left side pick and roll, 8.7% 8, 8 times do we score on that. That's not good at all. As a spot-up shooter after a pick and roll, we score on 16.9%, which puts him in the 65th percentile. As the roll man on pick and rolls, this is what I talked about a little bit before when I talked about the 4-5 pick and roll. He, he has a field goal percentage of 57% in those times and a usage rate of only 1.1%, meaning he's not used in those areas a lot. And matter of fact, as the pick and roll ball handler in total, he's used in that less than 2% of the time. What I mean by that in saying it is that Patrick Williams has that potential and it's shown in the statistics. We just got to see it all come together for Patrick Williams. And if it does come together, we got ourselves the fourth overall pick that we hope to do as we continue to end the season and do a season in evaluation and going into the offseason where most of us do expect some change to happen. If that change happens that, that puts Patrick Williams in a spot to be more featured, I think that we would see a, a completely different Patrick Williams. I could be wrong on that, right? We could see Patrick Williams get more usage and then he fall off a cliff. Again, that's what statistics are. They kind of use what you have, but they don't aren't a, a crystal ball for sure into the future. 
but they can give you some statistics that help you kind of decide how you want to build some things. So, you know, I just wanted to present that for you guys because I have been killing Billy Donovan in his development, and I've killed Patrick Williams at times this season as well, calling him passive P. So let's see how this season continues in. Let's see how the roster construction, if it bodes well and benefits him um, going into next season. You guys let me know what you think on that one down below. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.